choir. I thank you for always being faithful and always giving God the glory. So thank you so much. Well, our pastor's away this morning, and I have the great privilege to proclaim God's Word. And as I prayerfully considered what God would have me to share with you, He brought to mind that today, time would change. That means that tonight at 5 o'clock, it's going to get dark. About an hour earlier than it did last night. I don't know if you noticed, but about 6 o'clock last night, it was still sort of light. That's not going to be the case tonight. The Bible tells us that in our society, Jesus made these comments, that things were going to get bad, they're not going to get better, they're going to get worse. We're going to know when the end times are because there's going to be all kinds of floods and earthquakes and famine. There are going to be things that happen that those will be signs of the time. Now, no one knows what time exactly, not even Jesus. He said the Father would let him know when the appropriate time was. But those are the signs that we're to look for. And so this morning, as we look back at our scripture, will you open your Bible back to Ephesians chapter 5, please? We're going to focus on verses 15 through 17. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17 say, Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Earlier in the service, and I'm so grateful for Paul Thomas, he read the scripture for us, verses 6 through 17. And I asked him to read 6 through 14 because we need to look at the context of what he's talking about here in 15, 16, and 17. He's saying to the Ephesian church, and the Holy Spirit speaking to us today through God's Word as well, saying, don't be deceived by those who are disobedient. We're not to join them. Why? Because we were once in darkness. It doesn't say we we're in darkness. It says we were once darkness, literally. But when we surrendered our lives to Christ, He made us to be light. So Paul says, walk as children of light. And what does light do? We're told earlier in these verses that the fruit of light or the result of light is goodness and righteousness. And what is righteousness? It's it's right thinking, right attitudes, right decisions, right living. And then the third thing is truth. So we know that the fruits of light or the results of light are goodness, righteousness, and truth. And that means that we literally have the ability, ability to discern or know what it is that's pleasing to God. So the first point I want to make this morning from our scripture, verses 15 through 17, is... We're to live intentionally. As a result of the, the urging by Paul in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, we know that we're to be very careful, alert. We're to be aware of what's around us. Don't let the darkness blindside you. As I mentioned, the darkness is going to come earlier tonight. Those of you who don't like to drive in the dark, you're going to intentionally not go out so that you don't have to come home in the dark. We're told, don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, 
but instead expose them. Now, does that mean that we're to point them out and to say any? We're to know that they're there. We're to know that they're there intentionally looking for the darkness so that we can stay away from it. And so Paul says, as you walk in this world, be alert, be sensitive, be quick to pick up on what God is saying with intention. Stay bright in a world that's full of darkness. They want to make you a partner, it says. But remember, your light. Intentionally identify the darkness. I have to know my enemy. And I also have to know whose I am and who I am in the Lord. Those are important to know. You need to know that. You're in Christ. And He is light. Therefore, you are light. So don't be sucked in by the darkness, by evil. The second point I want to make is that we're to live biblically, based on God's Word. In verse 15, it says, be wise. The Greek word here is sophos. And that means a person who fears or reveres God. You know how to take practical things, and you know how to relate them to God's truth. A wise or a sophos person knows how to take God's Word and relate it to practical things. It's a wise man. It indicates a person who fears God, a person who's broken before God. It's a reverential awe for the holiness of who our God is. Wisdom is the ability to take God's Word, His truth, and relate it to every problem you face, whether that's big problems or small problems. A wise person surrenders to the Lord daily, relies on His Word, and every problem or decision that we face is filtered through what we have surrendered to and what we have read and meditated upon. If a person's not willing to obey God's Word, not willing to fear God and bring themselves under His subjection, then that person's not going to have any wisdom in their life. In Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, you probably have heard the first part of this verse. This verse tells us that wisdom comes from a, a deep respect for the holiness of our God. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You can study the Bible, you can memorize it, you can quote the verses and still not be wise. It's not until we're surrendered to God, to His truth and who He is as the Lord of our lives, it's not until then that we're going to be wise. You have to relate it to practical everyday problems. That verse continues and says, And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Paul in Ephesians chapter 5 is saying, Look, I have taught you. I have told you what you need to know. Now, walk as wise men. Surrender yourselves to God who gave us the truth. Then let His truth with wisdom be mixed into the decisions of everyday life. Take His Word. Put it into practical, everyday usage in those problems. Colossians chapter 1, Paul says basically the same thing. In verse 9, he says, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we've not ceased to pray for you 
and to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And that word filled means that you're controlled. You're under his subjection, wanting what God wants. When that occurs, he gives us wisdom and spiritual understanding. The ability to take the things going on in our lives, take the word of God and mix them together. We come up with a conclusion of what God wants, what his will is in every decision that we make in life. So walk as wise men. We apply the truth from God's word to everyday living. We obey the truth and God makes us wise. But if you aren't surrendered to the Lord Jesus, like a runaway sheep, you will not have this wisdom. You'll make unwise decisions and you'll have regrets. I've never known anyone who regrets making Jesus preeminent in their life. I've just never heard of it. I've never heard of anybody who regrets making biblical decisions. It just doesn't happen. So Christian, learn to make proper, biblically-influenced choices so that you make the most of the time, Paul's saying. You get one shot at life. This is it. Make the most of it. Life is filled with one choice after another. If you just make one right choice, is that enough? No, you have to make choices that are right based on God's Word every day, consistently throughout the day. And how are those choices motivated? What what are they motivated by? They're motivated by what the Word of God has taught us, by our respect of who God is. That's the way we purchase or redeem the time. One day, we're going to answer for our decisions, for our choices, and how we appropriated God's Word in our lives. My question for you is, have we laid up wood, hay, and stubble? Or have we laid up treasure in heaven that lasts, that can't be corrupted? We need to make choices based on God's Word. And we need to be willing to do what it is He tells us to do through His Word. So we're to live intentionally, we're to live biblically, and thirdly, we're to live wisely. Verse 17 says, So then do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is, or the will of the Lord is. When I got saved, when the Holy Spirit came into my life, when He came in to strengthen me with power, He took my mind and He flipped it. He did that for you too, if if you're a follower of Christ. My mind was coming from a place of darkness, and Christ changed me. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells us that. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. My mind was darkened. I couldn't think like God wanted me to think. That's why the world seems so upside down now. Because he flipped my mind. When I got saved, he saved my mind. Now I have the ability to reason in God's word. I have the ability in the spirit of God to put things together and to come up with wise decisions. Before I got saved, I didn't have that. And Paul says, don't live foolishly. Christ has given you the ability to think wisely. Live wisely. Don't live foolishly. 
Don't live as if you don't know what to do. That's all there is to it. Only a fool would go out into the dark, into a dark world, unwilling to apply truth, unwilling to obey God. That's the lifestyle of a fool. That means that he can be deceived by anything that comes his way. Paul says to live and walk carefully as wise men. Read God's word so the Holy Spirit can speak to you and bring truths to your mind in every decision. Be obedient. If you know the answers to an exam and you don't write them down, do you get credit for the answer? You have to be obedient. So we're to understand what the will of God is. What is the will of God? How do we know it? We know it through God's Word and through listening to the Holy Spirit within us. That's the will of God. We live in an evil world. but We've been made light. So we are to walk as children of light. If you're not going to obey God's Word, you're going to reap the consequences of a person who is nothing more than a fool. I've heard it said that a woman came to Dr. Adrian Rogers. He was the pastor at Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee, a very large church. She was asking for help for her rebellious teenage son. Adrian knew the woman. He knew that she had not made good choices. She was not regular in her attendance at church. She didn't make every opportunity, making sure that her son was in children's ministry and youth ministry. So when she came to him asking for help, he said, Ma'am, you've come to me 15 years and 150 pounds too late. Every choice we make has consequences. Paul in Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 is saying, Don't die the death of a fool. Make the most of the time that you've been given. Let the Word of God get into your life. And in times of decision, we can say, God, what do I do? And the Holy Spirit will bring the Word of God to our minds, to our thought processes, and wisdom comes. We're able to make good decisions. We're able to choose the things that God wants us to choose. So make choices based on God's Word. And don't ever be found living like a fool. Christ has given us everything we need to live a life the Holy Spirit filling us, making good choices. So today, if you've never come to faith in Christ, you can do it today. Today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. This season that we're living in is not going to last forever. You need Christ. So repent, or as the word means, turn from the life you're living and turn to God. Turn toward Christ. The Bible tells us those who call upon the Lord will be saved. Then others of you may be here and you have been following Christ, but you failed to appropriate the Word of God in your life. You can begin that today as well. Proverbs 37.5 says, Commit your way unto the Lord, trust Him, and He will help you. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father, today we come to you thanking you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who's come into our lives 
when we have stepped out in faith and repented from our sins. We thank you for your word that gives us wisdom. Today, Father, I pray if there are those here who need to make decisions, that during this time of decision, they will make those decisions before they leave this place. We don't know how much time we have. So I pray that we'd be found faithful in you. That we would do the things that you intend for us to be and that we would be called children of light. For it's in the precious name of Jesus that I pray. Amen.